Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Harry. We're in the middle of season 12 where we are doing a Halloween special, bringing you an episode a day, every day in October. And for today's episode, we will be talking about the 1990 comedy horror, Arachnophobia, directed by Frank Marshall and starring Jeff Daniels, Julian Sands, Harley Jane Kozak, Stuart Pankin and John Goodman. Spiders are a force to be reckoned with, but in actuality, these concerns are completely psychological in nature, where 99% of the time, the creature's very presence triggers the worst-case scenario in our heads. That is enough for you to panic, despair, and panic again. Their ultimate patience and complete stubbornness of hijacking empty space is their only real threat. If we exclude the actual dangerous ones that we will probably never encounter in our lifetimes due to us not living in the Amazon rainforest. The mere fascinating yet unique anatomy of this arachnid is the very catalyst, I believe, on why spiders have been one of the fears that have been topping the list, joining the ranks of darkness and snakes. Hollywood, of course, fed on fear and tried to utilize and exploit them into a workable script that can actually give us some realistic and some not so realistic remnants of a plot revolving around these worst case scenarios that we so invite into our minds. Snake, of course, have been severely used in Hollywoods with Indiana Jones, Anaconda, King Cobra, etc., etc. Darkness seems to be a recurring element used in most horror movies these days to create that innate fear on the big screen and spiders, well... They're not strangers to the antagonistic world of films. They have appeared since the 50s in films like Them in 1954, Tarantula in 55, Frogs in 1970, which despite the title is also about spiders, and, you know, Eight-Legged Freaks in 2002, which try to be an advanced energy laugh-out-loud bigger-scale version of the film in question here, which is Frank Marshall's 1990 Arachnophobia. The movie beautifully opens as a hallmark movie, setting up an atmosphere instantly from the opening title sequence, a somewhat somber and relaxing scenery that prompts us to be unsettled considering how tranquil this movie forces us to be at the start. The serene and calm stoic opening sequence soon meanders perfectly into a cautious tone, still with a grip on the calmness of the mood, where we start to arrive at a shadowy rainforest in South America. A poetic and yet mesmerizing scene that is actually terrifying as hell remains eerily silent as we see a device that causes all creepy crawlies to simply just fall from the trees onto their net, where we then discover a new species of spider. The film anchors into reality with nothing outlandish or gigantically Hollywood in terms of the spider itself, a soft and realistic approach to the spider who kills a member of the team and hitches a ride in the coffin to a quiet, rustic Californian town. It is there it mixes with a domestic spider and thus begins its destructive path through this undramatic community, simply hiding out in helmets, shoes and toilets with that one bite which proves to be fatal as we saw in the rainforest. The town hosts a once urban doctor, Jeff Daniels, who has escaped in the city for a quiet, more relaxing lifestyle. Unknown to him, the horror show he is in for with his patients, who are in the hands of the deadliest spider in the world. As circumstances sink up, it is a battle between ex-New Yorker Jeff Daniels and ex-Amazonian spider, who uses this countryside Californian town as the battleground for the development of this classic showdown. 
Arachnophobia is set up equally to other films where a predator presence pops up to disturb the peace. In this case, it resonates Jaws, where you have the narrow-minded local authority refusing to listen to the protagonist, the scientist called into action in the second act, the loyal wife in kids, and of course, an outdate generic trope that still hasn't outstayed its welcome is the hero or protagonist who is subtly afraid of the predator in question, where young Dr. Jeff Daniels literally has a paralyzing fear of spiders, reiterating the title of the movie again, Arachnophobia. Again, we have seen this with, you know, Brody's fear with water in Jaws and Indiana Jones's fear of snakes in uh, the Indiana Jones franchise. Maybe it's just a Spielbergian character element since he produced this film too. For a medium that relies on visual craft, the choice of using a mundane house spider as the threatening threats may seem tame and uncinematic, where they could have easily followed suit from the 50s with their methodical approach of blowing up any creature to 50 feet and go from there. But what Marshall does is he allows the audience the knowledge of the spider's whereabouts, unknown to the character who is soon to interact with it, which creates a dramatic, impenetrable tension, which is well explored in this movie. I mean, the most appealing scenes are on the background of the movie shots of the spiders or flashes of them rather than the big close-ups which offer some mystique and some successful build-up when we reach the film's climax when we do indeed vamp up the hollywood in this movie when we do see an irregular sized spider in the whites in a wine cellar this is a tame type of horror that doesn't over-exaggerate the creepy-crawly aspect of the movie and manages to drift prominently in humorous moments that still maintain the eeriness surrounding the infestation of the spiders. John Goodman's agreeable cameo role as the exterminator is a comic relief that separates this movie from other monster movies, upstaging his surrounding cast and very much reminding the audience that this film is grounded in reality. And a situation where you can laugh is rather fitting and it's not really demeaning to the genre of this film, which very gently hovers over over the horror category. This film is a classic throwback with a remarkable tactic that doesn't seem to lose its grip on a movie being made about spiders. It will have you squirming and laughing at every corner in equal doses and will certainly enrich our unconveyable fear on spiders more than we already have. Making us look around before we sit on a toilet, check our shoes before we put them on and check inside our hats before we put them on our head, even causing a full sweep of a car before entering. This film is inviting classic horror into our lives and for me, there should be no, uh, you know, debate onto this film's status as a horror movie. It certainly invokes more real-life horror than any of the slashes like Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween. The film, excuse the pun, is spun carefully as a cobweb with a composed plot, a lot of likability to the characters involved, and for a debut from a man that has spent a lot of time with Steven Spielberg, has managed to capture his aura into this movie, creating knee-jerk thrills interlaced with this humour that is casually invited to the party. The film will reduce the viewerness to squirm, not scream, kinetically react and simply hide, and reinstate our unreasonable fears of those eight-legged freaks. Anyway, that's all I have time for with Arachnophobia, a classic movie, I believe, and one I think does hold strong even after 32 years after its release date. And if you haven't seen it, well, give it a spin, or you can stream it on the World Wide Web. Yeah, I'll stick to podcasting instead of puns. Anyway, please subscribe to me on Spotify, iTunes, Google, and Amazon. You can follow me on Instagram, that's Film Exploration AH, or lowercase or one word. But for now, thank you for tuning in to Season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. Hurry.